Well, it's been a while, so maybe it's time for us to take um, a little trip, a little, a little trip down under to see what's happening in Australia. You come from a land down This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So I ran across this news story the other day. Actually came out of the New York Times. And it got me thinking about the world we've been through in the last two and a half years. Australia, the land down under, showed the world how a nation of free people could turn into a totalitarian regime in the blink of an eye. The New York Times explained that back then, Australia's Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, had decided to seize new powers from five members of his cabinet, and he did it secretly. This would allow him to control certain spending and all kinds of other measures, as described by the New York Times. They even say, they even see it, the transparency problems have been getting worse for years And during the pandemic, they have been prosecution of whistleblowers, raids on journalist homes, suppression orders that keep court proceedings private. Hmm, I think we're seeing some of that right now. And a persistent rejection of public records requests. Australia has gone, in my opinion, crazy. And Scott Morrison was busy during the pandemic In addition to being Prime Minister, he covertly put himself in charge of five of the country's ministries, and he damaged, maybe permanently, I hope not, their their democracy and robbed their freedom. How many stories did we see of people in places like Canada, the United Kingdom, and Australia having police show up at their doorstep for something they put on Facebook, complaining about the draconian measures. I hope that Australia can recover. Thankfully, well, Australia's leader was evicted from his office back in May. Today, I want to bring on a guest. We haven't had him on in a while, my good friend, George Christensen. He served uh, over a decade, over a decade in the parliament in Australia. He recently ran for their Senate, Mm, didn't quite make it. But I want to welcome George again to the program. And and let's start, George, with this question. What have you been up to all these these past several months? And and tell us about your aspirations and even a little bit about your your run for the Senate. As you you noted, um, I ran for the Senate. That was unsuccessful. Um, But look, you know, I... I didn't expect that I was going to win. What I wanted to do was to ensure that the senator who was the leader of this party that I joined mm-hmm. called One Nation, that she was re-elected. Her name is Senator Pauline Hanson. She is a firebrand. She is uh, like a guardian at the gate for uh, uh, standing up against all sorts of bad laws that uh, that come the way of the Australian parliament. And I wanted to make sure that she got re-elected and mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. She did get re-elected uh, with my 
I support and I keep in contact with her. Um, I'm still a member of that political party and uh, I'm, I'm done with the, uh, with the mainstream so-called conservative party because they became anything but in Australia. Kind of like what, uh, what many Republicans became yeah. we saw back in 2020. I mean, look like, you know, look at here in the United States, Liz Cheney. I mean... <laughs> Oh. Every, every time I see her dad on TV doing a commercial endorsing her, I keep thinking of Darth Vader saying something like, Liz, I am your father. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, but that that is the, the he I'm watching this commercial for her by her dad. He looks like a mean and angry individual. I just well, mean and angry. I, I he is. That the guy that was responsible for a forever war that resulted in the deaths of so many young Americans mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy who blasted one of his mates in the face in the hunting accident yeah. is the kind of person that you're going to put up to actually endorse you. But good luck to uh, uh, to Liz Cheney. I think that she's going to need all the luck that she can get because she won't be coming back. She won't be coming no, back. she's not coming back. And, I mean, I was looking at some polling data that came out over the weekend and and it was kind of like okay among everybody in other words if you do democrats and republicans in the state of wyoming uh she's down by something like 25 points and among republicans she's down almost 60 points and this is a republican primary so i don't think she's gonna make it no no she's got 20 she's got she has 15 percent of the support 15 among republicans (laughs) And 40% of all Republicans say they'll vote for anybody but her, period. Yeah. No questions asked. And then the rest are voting because they you know, they, they want anybody but her and they have their chosen favorite. So I think her, her days are numbered. And I think you are right. Uh, many Americans, myself included, we were, shall we say, uh, lied to back in 2000 about what we were getting ourselves into with George W. Bush. Yeah. He really was uh, the real president, if you think about it, was was Dick Cheney. And he he and Karl Rove ran that presidency for eight years any way they wanted to. And you're right. I mean, that family profited immensely. The Cheney family made a lot of money from military you know, incursions around the world. I mean, this is where their money comes from. And, and so they, they are part of what I call the war-mongering rhinos. They, they love yeah. war, they love money, and they love power, and they love nation-building. The one thing they swore they would never do is exactly what they did, and they got us into Afghanistan for over 20 years. They got us into everything decade after decade, and nothing was getting better. I mean, the Soviet Union in its day discovered Afghanistan is an unwinnable place. I mean, even they had to pick up and go home. And yeah. we, like, we're going to do better. They even hate us more. So I think we, you're right. How many thousands of young people died unnecessarily in wars that we were never designed to win? And, and that's uh, right. I mean, well, the good news for uh, for Liz Cheney is that um, there is life after politics. Mm-hmm. So to get back to the question, she can that go you be asked, a commentator on CNN or MSNBC. They'll probably take her. CNN or MSNBC will probably take her because that's where the fake news is spun. Uh, as for me and my life after politics, I've actually um, started setting up uh, alternative media. I've got a. Uh, 
a newsletter which goes out to uh, oh, probably over 180,000 subscribers mm-hmm. uh, on a good day. And um, that uh, that newsletter is called Nation First. Uh, can be found at nationfirst.substack.com. And so uh, that's what I'm doing, but I'm also working on a few other projects. Um, I'm setting up uh, a, a, a news aggregator website for Australia. You have a few of them over in America, um, Populist Press, uh, the Liberty Daily or the Daily Liberty, I think, and mm-hmm. Citizen Free Press. So I'm in the throes of setting up Eureka Free Press for Australia, Eureka being, I guess, uh, one of the sparks of rebellion that we had in our country. Uh, it's probably not known so much over in the United States, but uh, the Eureka Stockade or the Eureka Rebellion was where a bunch of, of gold miners uh, gold diggers who were being taxed by the uh, by the British authorities, very very steep taxation actually, decided to revolt and not pay their licences, and uh, unfortunately that rebellion lasted uh, a whole day because um, the the redcoats came in and uh, pretty much slaughtered the um, mm. nearly the entirety of all of those diggers there. But nonetheless, um, they took a stand, and the stand was for. Uh, no taxation without representation, which is a very, very American thing, but that's part of Australia's history. So Eureka Free Press, it's all about standing up for freedom and uh, and doing that in the face of authority. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad you opened up this topic, and I think it's one we need to kind of just explore here for a little while. Alternative media, it is becoming increasingly needed and more voices, and, there's, and here's my reasoning. When you become one big target, then it's easy for that big target to be hit and hit again and again and again and damaged. It is really difficult to go after numerous small targets. I hate to use, I don't want to use the term guerrilla warfare, but in a way (laughs) it is, you know, in terms of media, it is a way to get around the stranglehold of the Facebooks. I call them fascist book or the Twitters. I have other names for it. And, and, and the mainstream media itself, like the MSNBCs, the CNNs, the ABCs, you know, Australian Broadcasting Company, American Broadcasting Company, Canadian Broadcasting Company, at all, every one of them, that has pretty much decided they want to be favored and have their head petted by the billionaire class so they yeah. can go to the Hamptons with them or wherever they go. And, and so that they have decided that they... They are basically, well, I'm going to come out and say it. I said it on the weekend program. Today, and I want your take on this, and then we'll talk about, you know, new media. I have come to conclude that today's extreme leftist, today's extreme abortion advocate, today's extreme transgender, you know, we have to have more health care for young people to change their, their, their biological gender and sex, which can't be done. Um, all of it is nothing but recycled paganism, every bit of it. Just recycled yeah. paganism from thousands of years ago, all of it demonic, all of it satanically inspired, and, and all of it destructive. Now, I'm not sure if you yeah. agree with that, but that's we, we are really in a war now. And, you know, we have to look at it from two levels. Number one, those that are Christians that don't understand 
We need to pound this message home until they finally get it, number one. And number two, for those that are not yet Christians, we pray that we can lead them to our Lord Jesus Christ, but they need to understand you know, that there is a depth to what is going on that is more than just humanistic. It's not just people. It it goes so far beyond people. It is principalities and powers. It's not just people. And this is what people don't understand. I agree. And, um, you know, it's very, very, uh, uh, very, very perceptive of you to suggest that uh, there is a connection back to the pagan era Mm -hmm. because uh, there's nothing new under the sun. Absolutely. With a whole range of different things is nothing Mm -hmm. but paganism and a return to paganism. Uh, The... You know, the, the kind of reaction that we saw to Roe v. Wade being overturned, now, now mm-hmm. you, know, you and I both understand, Roe v. Wade does not just end abortion, right? No, it doesn't uh, end it at all. It's, it's, it's if fake, anything, it just threw it back to the states. Yeah, that's right. So there's this fake constitutional right that was created, and I'm sorry, but nowhere did the drafters of the U.S. Constitution or just about any other constitution around the world uh, decide that they were going to slot in uh, abortion as a fundamental right of their citizenry. I don't think that's what the founding fathers of the United States had in mind when they were talking about, uh, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but. You know, the, the Supreme Court incorrectly back in the day found in favour of this so-called constitutional right mm-hmm. to abortion. Um, so that was overturned. That was a common sense decision by the new Supreme Court that Donald Trump uh, had a, a great hand in, in, in putting together. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but uh, you know, the, the, these uh, the left... And, and the progressives and the Democrats and all the sort of the menagerie of your your avant-garde socialist brigade over there just went completely and utterly apoplectic about this. I mean, um, it, it was it was bizarre to see, but mm-hmm. actually what it told me was that um, these people hold up abortion, as a kind of sacrament, it is. And a matter of fact, you, you're many, you know, the late Rush Limbaugh, whether you like him or not, made that analogy like 25 years ago. Yeah, he said, you know, when it comes to liberalism, really, it's leftism. We need to stop calling it liberalism. And I'll and I'll give you my reason for that in a moment. There are some classic liberals out there. I may have not fully agreed with a lot of what they said back in the day, but they were honorable and decent people that meant well. And, and you and to destroy their legacies, and I can think of several that come to mind um, with what this is pure leftism uh, is is a distortion of of history. But when you think about uh, what what Rush Limbaugh said back then. You know, leftism or liberalism is a religion, and abortion is its sacrament, its primary sacrament, and it's it's and, it needs to have it on a regular basis. And the visceral reaction that we saw from the left really was the kind of reaction you saw from people who 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 thought their religion was offended. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, 
Well, it's, Mo- you know, it's, it's, it's it, it is, it, it is um, the religion of Moloch, no matter how you cut it, which is an ancient God from, you know, you, you find in the Bible among others, Baal worship is forbidden. Moloch worship is forbidden. And the two seem to have this one thing in common of human sacrifice for prosperity and happiness and all the good things will occur in your life if you just uh, you know kill your newborn. That's all you need to do is kill a newborn and your life is good. And, and this this is paganism 101. I agree. And, and you know, again, very perceptive Moloch. I mean, it's an ancient civilization that sacrificed their children to this god, their firstborn. Uh, mm-hmm. They would... Um, sacrifice it. Now, uh, it was to a false god. Now, today, we've got the false god of self, self at all costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we're essentially doing with abortion is sacrificing children to this new false god. And look, um, it's not the end of abortion, but Roe v. Wade goes a long way to actually bringing about the end of abortion, uh, to bringing about the end of abortion. It's going to continue though because it is a great tragedy uh, that this is still allowed to happen in the modern world it, it really really is the one thing that really stands out in my mind and and you're you're really tapping into this right now uh you're right abortion is is going to be around but what we're seeing is something i think also very scriptural and that is the concept of separating the sheep from the goats and, and all you have to do is look at various states in the United States that are going full bore. We want abortion in our state. We demand to be a abortion sanctuary state. We want people to come from other states to abort their children in our state because this is what we we think this is what health care is all about, killing your child in the womb. And so states like California are going to become really big in the abortion industry. States like New York, states like, ironically, Illinois, only because of Chicago. If Chicago was not a factor, Illinois would actually be a very conservative state. Once you get south of Chicago and you keep going south, it it becomes vastly more, they're just outnumbered, that's all. And the same is true even in Pennsylvania, outside of, you know, Philadelphia and a few other places. It is a conservative state. But you're going to see these northeastern states, you're going to see some of the western states that have been dominated by Democrats for decades are going to become abortion sanctuaries. And and what that what really concerns me is how God is going to deal with those particular states that go full tilt abortion and make it enshrined in their constitutions. And and I believe that those states are going to see things that they're not anticipating because this is going to be a separation of the sheep and the goats and those that don't think it is are going to be highly deceived. I'm... Around the world, there are some countries where abortion is still not legal, but increasingly in the Western world, it is becoming um, falsely called health care, women's health care. Uh, yeah, reproductive health. That's reproductive the, health. Possible. And then we have gender health. That, that's the other one that they're pushing now. This is totally a distortion of God's creation. 
well, you know, the, the, the human body, it's, it's, it's all mistakes. I mean, we have all these boys and girls' bodies and girls' and boys' bodies. we got to fix it. And, and we have the means. We have the technology. We, we have the drugs. We have the surgeries we didn't have. And so we can fix all of these errors, which is nothing more than a front to say that God's creation is so imperfect that man has to repair it continuously. Okay. I, I might shock you here on this issue, but I, I, I actually, I'm a, I'm a fair bit of a libertarian, right? If you're an adult man or you're an adult woman, mm-hmm. and you have to pretend that you are of the opposite sex, knock yourself out. Right. Knock yourself. Oh, out. I, really? I agree. I mean, I, I may think you're a total fool, but you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Look, I, live, I live that lifestyle if you want. If that's what makes you happy, to go and go and do it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to start talking about the theology of it. This, um, you know go down a very different road if we start talking about uh, the theology of that mm-hmm. lifestyle. But, but uh, you know, as long as, it, you know, I'm willing to say you are free to go and do that if you want it, um, as long as they respect my freedom not to have to pander to it and actually say a he is a she and a right, she is right. a he or a right, or, a or they or whatever pronoun that you want to impose. Because I'm binary or I'm non-binary or I'm multi-binary, whatever. I, I can't even keep track of it. It changes by the hour. Yeah. But, but, you know, all I can <laughs> yeah. say is Richard Levine. You have a yep. mental illness. You have declared yourself to yes. be a woman. And I, I'm, forgive me for I'm, putting it this way, but I've seen your picture of you in a dress with long hair. You're an ugly man in a with long hair in a dress. You do not even look like a woman, no matter how much surgery they do. You're only a woman in your deluded, delusional mind. And I'm not going to play along with your delusion, Richard. I'm not going to call you Rachel because you are not a Rachel. You are not a woman. You're not the woman of the year. You're a man that is delusional that was the father of children who was once married and decided that I want to be a woman. And you needed well, mental health. Now, you didn't need you know, surgeries to destroy your body. Well, look, I, I'm I'm no oil painting, so I won't comment on uh, the beauty or otherwise of Mr. Levine. But what I will say is that he has a very ugly ideology. Uh, I heard the other day, uh, basically, this uh, person up there on the uh, on on some podium, on some platform, on a news show, I think it was, mm-hmm. stating that the American government's policy now was to ensure that young people had access to those gender health uh, requirements oh, that yeah. they need. The Biden um, administration is, why, why, you know, and they, and they keep wanting to push it younger and younger. Yeah. First it's 18, it's, then it's 16, then it's 13. And, and now they want to be able to deal with second graders, second graders. That, and this is where I really draw the line. This is where I really draw the line and where most people draw the line. But see, I mean, but, the, but, but demons want to pull you into destruction. Yes. yes. And so they go after kids. Um, so, so uh, Liberty says that if you're an adult man and you have that delusion, go ahead and have it. If you're an adult woman and you have that delusion, go ahead and have it. But I tell you what, 
don't start trying to put your hands on children and force a gender transition on children. You know, kids don't understand how to tie their shoelaces at that age, let alone any concept of gender or sexuality. Mm -hmm. That's right. This is absolutely, uh, it's an abomination in every sense of the word that, that we would have governments and government officials like Levine targeting children in such a manner. It shouldn't happen. This is uh, a modern psychosis, this whole thing. And it's, it only f- and it's only found in the formerly what I call the post-Christian Western world. Correct. You There's don't find it anywhere else. Third world? Uh, look, you know... Um, Again, there's 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 some cultures uh, where they've had um, effeminate men or uh, or butch women, and they 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 deal with that in a specific way. But by and large, kids are left to be kids. They don't uh, make them transition. They don't put them on chemical uh, cocktails to actually dull down. Their, their, their pubescent stage. Mm-hmm. That's not what's done because it's harmful. And have a look what's happened over in the UK. There was this uh, institute, the Tavistock Clinic, mm-hmm. the Tavistock Clinic, that has been going ahead and doing these transitions with the chemical cocktails and all the rest of it for kids. And there was a court case run by a number of people and, and mm-hmm. what they found in that court case was that this shouldn't have been happening. This uh, was being done really without uh, a great deal of informed consent because what was happening, young people who were being transitioned in their teens were then becoming adults and having this deep sense of regret that led to all sorts of mental illnesses. Uh, and and if they could have their time again, they wouldn't have gone down that road. Mm-hmm. Well, that clearly has not just been shut down, but there are a bunch of people now wanting to sue the pants off it. And I hope they do because really this is is it, it is criminal. It is absolutely criminal to do this to young people. Um, as I keep on saying, let's let kids be kids. Let's not force ideologies on them, political, sexual, gender ideologies. It is just absolute and utter nonsense. And uh, I, I don't know when the West is going to come to its senses on this because... It won't. <laughs> well, uh, it might not. And if it doesn't, then, um, you know, we, we know which way it's going to go mm-hmm. because ancient Rome started to go down this sort of, uh, this track uh, where anything went uh, where um, up was down, down was up, and uh, men were women and women were men. That all happened before, again, going back to the pagan analogy that you put up. Mm-hmm. And guess what happened to ancient Rome? It was the self-destructive. Were at the gate. And they were there ready to knock that society down. Uh, it was pretty much hollowed out from within because of all mm-hmm. of this sort of nonsense. And that's what will happen to Western civilization. I hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't. Um, but if it's going to continue down this path, I can tell you that is the only end result for it. And in America, this is why it's important, this is why I love particularly talking to you and I love, uh, Bob, what you do with your show because America is at the forefront, obviously, of Western civilization. Where you go, the rest of the Western world follows. And so uh, I, 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 you know, I don't want to place my hopes 
in in men, uh, apart from the one man that we do place our hopes in, Jesus Christ. But I don't want to place it in in Donald Trump right. or, um, or I mean, anyone well, else. Look, the Bible, let's be clear, and I've, I've reminded my audience of this a thousand Trump times. This nonsense will stop. You know, understand that the Bible says, do not place your, your hope in princes and the sons of men. And, and unfortunately, here in the United States, there are too many people, and I know them, that keep thinking all we need to do is get Trump back into office and everything is fixed. Well, I've been voting this year. In November, will mark the 50th uh, anniversary of when I started voting, 1972. I voted in, in, in November of 1972 for the very first time in my life. And if voting was going to fix things, you'd think that after a half a century, it all would be fixed by now. But if anything, it's even worse than it was to begin with. And so, you know, I, I, I'm at this point that I, I recognize that uh, we, we are living in a time uh, where the sheep are being separated from the goats. Uh, churches and Christians are becoming the minority. Uh, the pandemic, and before we go to our break, I, would, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, and we have a little time now. How is the pandemania of the pandemic doing down under these days? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, look, you know, we're, 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 we're well and truly over most of that. Um, I think that uh, uh, the problem that we've ha- had in Australia is that, you know, Bill Gates praises us for what we did. We locked down. We kept people locked up in their homes. We locked people up in detention centres. We had vaccine mandates on a whole heap of people in the population. We we just went absolutely burko uh, over COVID-19. Oh, yeah. And, and what is the end result of all that madness? The end result was that uh, New Zealand only outdid us. New Zealand was basically the only country, Canada, and they probably come close. New Zealand outdid us with the madness, but New Zealand and Australia now have the illustrious uh, record of, of being per capita the worst COVID countries in the world. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what it got us. And it was just madness to think. Oh, zero COVID. I remember that was going to be the goal. Yeah, well, that's what what was the goal. But now, per capita, if you have a look at the deaths in Australia, it is one of the worst in the world. Now, and they're still, vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. 90% vaccination rate, higher than that, in fact. And they keep on telling us that. So these uh, safe and effective uh, vaccines... Uh, Didn't work. Uh, uh, I, I say safe and ineffective in inverted commas. I also say the word vaccine in inverted commas as mm-hmm. well uh, because it's not any of the above. But anyway, the, 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 the point is it didn't work. And... Um, you know, you still got these mad people running around saying, oh, go and have your booster. Oh, listen, listen. You, you got you these know. mad people that are saying that mask mandates should return. Oh, I know. You got these mad people saying that these vaccine mandates should not be lifted for people in certain sectors. You got these mad people saying that there should be returns to lockdowns, uh, but it's not going to happen. And I'll tell you why it's not going to happen, because we there's a growing number of people in Australia that were just absolutely and utterly fed up with all of this. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I'm not sure it's a majority, but it's such a sizable number that no politician wants to pull that trigger again yeah, because they know that there will be a reaction. Stefan Bansell, you've heard of him. He's the um, he, he's the big guy with Moderna, you know, one of the concoction makers. And and he's out there now. I mean, I mean, let's look at the history of Moderna. This is a company founded like in 2011 with all this, you know, pie in the sky, mRNA can fix everything from cancer to male, you know, pattern baldness and, you know, losing your hair. And and they didn't have any product for, you know, for year after year after year. They're on the verge of bankruptcy by 2019. And suddenly they have the miracle elixir to cure COVID along with, uh, you know, Pfizer, a company that has paid out record billions of dollars in fines for fraud and the misrepresentation. And, and, and you're right, crookedness, and the, the list goes on. Well, you got, you got Stefan out there now talking about the latest and greatest thing they're going to have. It's going to be the one-size-fits-all booster that'll take care of your flu, take care of COVID, take care of RVS for kids, and some other stuff. It'll all be, a, and people, and here's his line, yeah. people are going to line up for this like they do every time there's a new iPhone released. They're going to be out there in a big line. They can't wait to get their, roll their sleeve up and be free from the, from the corona. And, and we know full well that's not true. Not yeah, well, true some, at all. Some, some people will line up and do that and believe all of that nonsense. But I'm going to tell you, in both your country and my country, the majority of people won't. I think that the data that I saw the other day was that only about a third a third of Americans have taken a second booster shot. So uh, oh, I think it's less, less than that. Uh, you could be right. I might just be talking about the adult population here. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I am talking about it. it's just of the eligible people. So it would be not even all of the adult population, but a third of those eligible um, have taken the second booster shot. So it's nearly 70% of those eligible that have just rejected it. In Australia, um, yeah, we're a little bit more compliant, but only a little bit, 36.8% of the eligible part of the population, and that's 30s and over. So 36.8%, that means over 60% of people have rejected the idea of keeping on going down this madness, this path of madness, which is just jabbing yourself and jabbing yourself and jabbing yourself with a with a product that is uh, experimental with a product that actually has no long-term safety data. In fact, that product that we're finding out day by day, there are safety issues with. Uh, there are a host of, 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 of um, adverse events that are caused by this. So um, no wonder people are waking up and just saying, we're not going to do it. So uh, Moderna, um, you know, they're, they're, they're kidding themselves if they think people in your country or my country are going to be on this never, never ending cycle of, of boosting because of COVID-19. And my guest today is former member of parliament in Australia, George Christensen. And we will be back to more with George in, in just a couple of minutes. What a world we live in. What a world we need to talk about. And I want to thank all of you that support this program. By the way, I'll be telling you more about this with George in a, in a few minutes. You can find George. He's now doing a lot of journalism and a lot of great opinion pieces that I think the world needs to see. Not just, not just Australia or anybody in the United Kingdom, 
but everybody. Go to Substack.com. Look for Nation First. Nation First. And you'll find a lot of George's material there. Uh, he's got some great titles about the cure that's worse than the disease and uh, the future plans for this fight against this COVID nonsense. I mean, look, they're trying to bring it back for like the third time if they can get away with it. I think it's time we stand up. Do you believe in the work and ministry we have here at Truth to Ponder? I need to know. I really do. International Shortwave is still our primary outlet. I know so many of you listen to this podcast. I'm thankful and I rejoice in that, that you are there, that you really do listen to this program as a podcast. And it's my goal to see it grow even more while that door is still open. The problem is, you know and I know that once free people are now dealing with draconian governments, look at our own nation here in the United States. We have been taken over by a bunch of literally demonic leftists in the Democrat Party, giving us lies like, you know, the the Recession Reduction Act of 2022 that does zero to lower inflation, but it will increase your taxes. And yes, even those that make not under 400,000, but even under 40,000. In other words, it's all a lie. And that's why this program is here to expose the lies and give you truth to ponder. Would you help keep us on the air and consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. That's Highway, that's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. 32536. You can also support us from the website, truth2ponder.com. We really need your support more than ever during this month of August. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Shoppers and receivers coming up. Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you can get and love in a moment. Uh, now, you know, Mary did not spend the day before Christmas at Macy's. Macy's was not a part of her life. <laughs> Imagine a week before Bethlehem, Joseph turns to Mary and says, Hey, do you realize we only have seven days to Christmas? But we better, better get our shopping done. Christmas and shopping and all Christmas has become a, a celebration of shopping, of consumption, of consumerism and in a frenzy. But the real Christmas had no shopping in it. It was not about consumption. It was about receiving a gift without shopping. So when you go shopping, you're the judge, you're the arbiter. You know, you go shopping, you know, for what you want, and I want this, I don't want that. I want so people go shopping through the Bible, you know, taking what they want, or shopping for religions, or but even in the Bible, even believers do it. You know, I don't, I don't want this. This is what I like. I don't like that verse. I don't like this kind of thing. I don't like that side of salvation. But when you receive a gift, you don't shop. You just receive what's given. You know, the false Christmas is about shopping. The true Christmas is about a gift. They didn't shop for Messiah. They just received what was given. You know, 
God doesn't want us picking and choosing what we like in the faith or in the Bible or in doctrine or what we agree with. That's what most people do. But what separates a true believer is we don't shop. We receive the word as he is. You receive it as he is. The gift of God can't be shopped for, bought, or earned. It has to be received. Don't spend your life shopping. Rather, focus on receiving what God has given you because God will only give you his best. Want more? Ask for the anti-Christmas. Now, how often do you get something offered to you? Priceless, life-changing, and free. Well, here goes right now. Sapphires, as precious as it sounds, guaranteed to help you have a life and walk of victory, a free gift subscription you get, and the mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. It's priceless. It's free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember, Jesus is real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient people the Jewish people, and all the unreached peoples of all tribes and tongues on five continents with over a billion people. How the most incredible way you can ever reach out, make your life impact the world the farthest way for the gospel. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. Write to the nice Jewish boy box, 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy box, 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, receive the blessing. Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you and Messiah, Hamatan, the gift of God. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I'll be getting back to my guest, George Christensen, former member of parliament in Australia. And we have a lot to talk about today. I'll mention this in just a few minutes again. If you want to see what George is up to, go to substack.com substack.com and look for nation first nation first it's a newsletter that george is producing there are free versions and of course if you want to subscribe that you can do that as well now george has been a frequent guest on truth to ponder since the beginning of the pandemic and i've actually known george from other mutual interests that we have and and that's how we were first introduced oh almost two and a half, three years ago. Like I say, he was a member of parliament from 2010 until 2022, this year. And he has watched the changes in his nation. And as many of you know, we on this program have been watching how this vaccine stuff has played out. First, we were told it would take decades to get a real vaccine. Then this magical elixir appeared. And without testing, without any long-term you know, trials, people were being demanded by governments to take it. George, are there going to be some repercussions because of this? Forcing people to take an experimental vaccine? Well, uh, you've, you've, you've opened up uh, this can of worms, and I'm glad that you have because I won't, um, won't hold back. The fact is that um, we already are seeing uh, the result of it, but it's not to be acknowledged. Uh, mainstream media won't cover it. Uh, big tech will censor it. In fact, I think the hashtag uh, suddenly died has been mm-hmm. taken down off, uh, off Facebook, I think. Facebook don't allow that yeah, hashtag. And, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Twitter yeah. will follow suit. Oh, well, they've probably already been uh, censoring it. So so, uh, we are just seeing so many people 
particularly those of a young age, die suddenly. Between uh, between basically and 18 and 64. I mean, yes. where they don't normally die. And a lot of athletic people as well. So uh, what is happening? Well, I can tell you what's happening. Um, the, the vaccine is causing injuries and... Um, you know, it's 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 long lasting, so it it eventually happens. Uh, I I can uh, in some cases it's not long lasting, in some cases it happens near immediately. I can tell you the tale of a twenty three year old girl from the same state in Australia that I'm in, uh, Queensland, and she actually uh, got very very ill about a day after she took the vaccine, um, her second jab, I believe, of Pfizer. She, uh, she she didn't immediately go to the hospital because um, nobody knew what the hell it was, uh, why she was so sick, and, and eventually she went, and they couldn't work out what was wrong with her, apart from, you know, some people suggested, could it be the vaccine? And they said, oh, no, 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 no. Never, no. never. It's completely safe and effective, completely safe and effective. And so they wrote it down to asthma. But actually, it had nothing to do with asthma. It was her heart. And she died. She died um, only weeks later at work. She collapsed, just mm-hmm. died on the spot. And no one discovered a body for probably half a day. Yeah. And they found her dead, just lying there at work. This 23-year-old girl that was full of life. And her mother has to live with the heartache of that every single day. And you know what? They still won't acknowledge that it was a vaccine death, even though it was found to be heart-related. It was my, it was probably myocarditis. So she was told by the coroner or someone who worked for the coroner's office that, look, don't expect us to actually say this is going to be a vaccine death. Expect the, expect the cause of death to be unknown. Mm-hmm. Now... That, as I, as I just said, the results of this mass experiment are actually happening right now. That's right. The results are happening right now with deaths all around the world. Um, uh, but it's been covered up. It's been covered up by authorities. Mm-hmm. It's not being spoken about by the mainstream media. That's right. And it's been censored by big tech. Uh, but the truth will out. The truth absolutely will out. It always does. Um, and I tell you what, the people who uh, know others who have died, who have had serious adverse events, they will not be silenced. They will keep on speaking out and seeking justice until it's actually delivered. So that's something that they won't be able to silence no matter how many how many Mark Zuckerberg roadblocks are put up in their way. Uh, they just won't do it. And, um, look, I think that uh, uh, eventually this will... This will be shown, without a doubt, to be a problem. But many people will still choose never to believe it. I mean, they they can't, because if they do admit to it, they're going to realize they were part of the reason that their loved one died. Yeah, there there is that, but I think that uh, the truth will out. So um, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know in what form the truth is going to come out, but uh, I know that uh, we need to keep on speaking out about it so that one day it will come out. Very, very uh, quickly, very quickly. Uh, yes. Over the past year and a half, I have lost a few friends, and they all had one thing in common. They were vaccinated, and they ranged in age from 35 to, to 63, and oh. they were all healthy people but they all felt compelled that they had to be vaccinated and all had similar sudden episodes that took their life. 
Now, I was at the funeral for one of them in Georgia not that many months ago. And I'm my daughter knew this individual and we were we were there at this funeral and and I'm and I knew the funeral director in that town because I had lived there. And it was where my late wife was from in Georgia. And I hadn't seen the guy in a while. So, I, you know, we just got into this little conversation. And so I said, well, you know, answer me a couple of questions. He knows me well enough where he didn't, he was happy to answer. I said, so during the worst of COVID, when everybody's supposed to be, you know, just dropping dead like flies, you know, on the street with hazmat, you know, teams coming to pick up the bodies. You remember those, those videos from China? Yeah. I said, how much of a, a huge uptick did you have here at the funeral home? And he said, virtually unnoticeable. It was about the same as any other year would be. It's just that a lot of people that died in the nursing home, instead of dying of this, died of COVID. But in, in, but in terms of actual numbers, there was no real big difference. Is that you, you following so far? You know, in other words... <laughs> There, there wasn't a lot of like 35-year-olds, you know, keeling over dead from COVID. There was no, it's just, there were a lot of elderly people that died um, and, and they were called COVID deaths, et cetera, et cetera. And then we had all these protocols that made it difficult because we couldn't do funerals. We had to wait. We had all this these restrictions and we finally got caught up. He said, but now, but now we have seen a very noticeable increase in the number of people dying, and it's not just old people. And then he pointed out a term I'd never fully understood before. Um, and, and it's called, you know, when you had maybe a few more people die that were near death anyway, they may have died months earlier, you would anticipate a few less in the months after. But that's not the case. And and, and those that are dying are not always 87 or 79 and uh, with with health issues. You're, you're starting to see people younger that shouldn't be dying, dying. And it's not yeah. a massive number where everybody's going to be in panic mode, but at the funeral home level, and there's a company that deals with funeral homes here in the United States, 2021 and 2022 are going to be some of the best financial years these companies have ever seen. And it's not COVID. And so that ought to tell you something. There's something going on they don't want you to know about. Of course, of course. I mean, we've seen this in Australia as well. Uh, something like, uh, I think, a 20% rise in deaths uh, in the last, well, the first quarter of this year mm-hmm. as compared to the first quarter of the year before. And um, if you go and have a look and you say, well, take out the COVID deaths, uh, there's still something like an over 12%, it might be more, 13% rise in in deaths. Mm-hmm. Now, what is that attributable to? What What, what is it? And, and we look at across a range of different conditions. I know. So um, what is, I mean, it doesn't, take Sherlock Holmes to say, what's the one thing that's been done different in the Australian population or one thing that's changed in the Australian population this year as opposed to the start of last year? Yeah, yeah. It's called a thing, uh, it's called the jab, it's called the shots, yeah. you know. That's what's changed. And so how it's not being looked at, how it's being, how they're getting away with covering this up is because it's beyond me, yeah. but they are. Hey, before we run out of time on the program today, and I, I can, I'm watching the clock as they say on the wall. 
We were talking in the first segment and we kind of drifted away, which is a bad habit of ours whenever you and I get together on, <laughs> on you know, on a broadcast. We have so many things yeah. to cover after a while of, you know, not talking to each other. You know, the, these huge time differences from one side of the world to the other make it a, make it a little more difficult. Thank the Lord you're a night owl so we can, we yeah. can do this program. But real fast, you know, you, you, new media, you know, it's still a growing yeah. entity. And, and you still, there are a lot of landmines out there, and there's some so-called conservative or truth projects that I don't trust. Um, I, I can, I'm not going to name them, but I can think of several that I have followed occasionally, and their predictions are wrong at least between a third to half of the time, and, and so I, I just don't give them credence anymore. Getting accurate information. We know the mainstream media is no longer safe. We know that even some conservative media is compromised, and that includes Fox News, unfortunately. I mean, I'm watching a commercial for, get your booster shot. You know, come on. They're taking the money. But, but, you know, the cutting edge, I think, is going to be many targets, as I mentioned before. A lot of entities working together, if they can, to have these multiple faces where people can find news, information. Um, I know your heart is in, besides radio stuff, including video. I, I do some video. Maybe I'll produce some. I don't know. But but what can we, what is your, where do you think all this is leading in terms of how media and and content is, is consumed? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, uh, we are going through what I've hoped for for a long time, a period of democratization of the mainstream media, because anyone with an internet connection, uh, a webcam or a microphone can start being a citizen journalist and people can vote with their feet or, or rather with their eyes and ears about where they want to, con- who they want to consume their news from. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that that's what's happening. And the fact that, uh, it's sprouting up here, there, and everywhere is not a bad thing. Um, you're right. Big outfits become big targets and they can take them down like they have with InfoWars, like they've tried to do with Glenn Beck and The Blaze, um, although they haven't succeeded, but they've tried. But what we've got is um, little platoons sprouting up everywhere, and that's important. Um, so the more the merrier, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you're also ahead of the game in the United States, of course. There's your fantastic podcaster, Bob, but there's so many other different news sources that people can actually choose from. Whereas in Australia, this is a very fledgling thing. We've probably got a handful of of reliable, good news sources mm-hmm. uh, that are alternative to the mainstream or, the, or, as I call it now, the legacy media, the fake news legacy media. Mm-hmm. Or the lethargic media because they don't have to think anymore. It's done for them. You know, well, I've got a friend that goes one better than that. He calls it the lying harlot media, but that's probably a little bit too harsh for me. No, no, it's, it's about right um, because they, they they have prostituted what was a the what's called the fourth estate in this country, uh, which was given in our constitution, and they've just given it back over to elements of the government, not even trying to be, uh, not even trying to lie about it anymore. Like we're we're you know unbiased journalist you know they're not and and it's become apparent but they're just playing on the fact that we have a less educated society than we did 30 40 50 years ago 
Um, people just don't have the common sense, as I say, that God gave seafood. Real quick, <laughs> real quick, before we run out of time, the work that you're doing now on Substack, and you know, I, I subscribe to a lot of people on Substack. Some I pay for, some not, because you know our budget is only so much here. Truth to ponder, I can't subscribe to all of them, but there are many out there that are worthy of your time and support. You're on Substack, and and I know that there was a lot of attempts to attack Substack. You know, hey, you know, they wanted to try to make them censor. And so far, they have they have not capitulated to those calls, um, as loud as they were. Um, so Substack is where a lot of great authors are, and you got to be a little careful. Um, but you're there, so tell them how they can find what you're writing and sharing and doing. Well, look, uh, if you go to nationfirst.substack.com, uh, you will find my publication on Substack, Nation First by George Christensen. Um, and look, you know, I'm from Australia. There is a touch of Australianism in it, but uh, it's aiming to be broader than that. We're talking about everything global. I mean, the last uh, last article that I did was on uh, the cashless society or the push for a cashless society, uh, the one before that on economic collapse triggering the Great Reset, uh, and the one before that on on the untested boosters. So, uh, and, and, and then I did a story earlier this week on the Trump raid, which um, is another topic that we could talk about for another hour, uh, but it's 100% political. That's the name of the, of the article. So, uh, a range of different uh, articles there that uh, viewers um, or readers rather in America would en- would enjoy as well. Nationfirst.substack.com. Well, I want to thank you, George, for being a guest on the program today. You always have so much to share that that our listeners here enjoy hearing. So once again, thank you for being on the program, Truth to Ponder. And I hope that you as my listeners out there will will avail yourself and find out what George has been up to at Nations First at Substack. So um, I'm appreciative of George and his effort and, and also taking the time to be on the radio program today. One of the difficulties in, in doing the program is the time difference. It's huge. It's like a half a day. And so when it's early morning there, it's late afternoon uh, here or, or vice versa. I can't even keep track of it. So we have to figure the game, your time, my time and compute it. And, and thankfully, George is a bit of a night owl and I'm do my better work in the morning. So we have worked it out that way. And hopefully I'll have him on the program again soon. I need to just remind you, this ministry is on the air because of your faithful support and we need it now. Uh, This summer has been the most difficult time in the two years we've been doing this program. And and I would encourage you to help us if you can. If you can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, that's Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address, 5753 Highway 85 North. That is 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 that is our secure box number 3248 the city is Crestview one word Crestview Florida and the zip code in Crestview Florida 
is 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, City Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That is 32536. If you go to our website, Truth, the number two ponder.com, you can find other ways to support this ministry. I'm going to thank you in advance for all that you do to keep us on the air. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.